You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Hi, Melissa. Hey, Elisa. You ready for episode 373 of Geeky Show Ever? Is that what episode it is? Wow. It is. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah. Time flies when you're having fun, right? It does. It does. We were totally geeking out before the episode. That's It's much needed. We, we we need that in our lives. What can I say? Yeah. We have a lot. Both of us have a lot going on. Yeah. You've got house in brain. Our, yep. Yep. <laughs> looking for a house just like you yep. did last year at this time. Yeah. So Wow. It's, yeah. Yeah. So why don't we tell the listeners about the experiments that we were doing prior to hitting the record button? Well, do you want to do that or do you want to talk about your Galaxy tablet? Because I'm curious to know why in the world you, want to know you about have that? a okay. Galaxy tablet in your house. I know. Okay. So not sure if I mentioned this before or not, but back in September, my father moved into assisted living. Okay. And one of the things they offered him when he moved in was... a at no extra charge was a big screen TV, a 50-inch screen, big screen TV that the Geek Squad would install. And I said, yeah, that would be great. So they got it in a couple weeks later and they installed it. And I don't know why, but I saw over on the table was this sealed box of a Samsung Galaxy tablet. Nice. And I said, well, why is why would they give him this? I mean, that's not what we signed up for. We just signed up for the television. Mm-hmm. No one knew why, but I'm like, okay. So I, I brought Free it tablet. home. <laughs> I brought it home where it sat and sat and sat and sat and sat because I just either I forgot about it or when I thought about it, I just didn't have time to do anything with it. The other day I said, you know something? It's time for me to open this baby up and see what, what it is. Because <laughs> your curiosity got the best of you so and your geek. I know how to do it. <laughs> you know, I'm showing Melissa now. This is the box. Okay. And it is called a Samsung Galaxy Tab A7. Okay. It is a tablet uh, that is 10.4 inches. And it is, let's see, where is it here? Somewhere do we have, around here. Do you have an idea when it was released? Like how old is this thing? Uh, 2020, I believe. It's, I think oh, it was okay. 2020. So fairly recent. And okay. it's 32 gigs. Okay. And my intention was, if I were to use this, that it would just be used for completely consumption. I don't want email on here. I don't want anything productivity. Right, because well, last the- time we talked about that with the iPad, and you had kind of decided that maybe instead of going with the pros, like way overkill for your needs, you just go yeah. with the regular. So then this thing drops into your lap. Basically. Yeah, this um, it has the the volume up and down button right here on. Oops, sorry, right here on the side, and then over here, um, if you can see that, that's mm-hmm. the the on off button right there, mm-hmm. and then you've got the little camera right there in the corner. Mm-hmm. So uh, and you're not going to be taking any like you know portraits no. with it or anything. Yeah, so that's that's the camera lens right there. Mm-hmm. So when you see this is it's just a. It's just not as oh easy to open. <laughs> right? It's just not as easy to open as it is, you know, for an iPad. Yeah. But this is what the I'm showing Melissa this now. This is what the screen looks like. It's got a really nice looking screen. Mm-hmm. And I did take some notes. So let me get my notes over here. So my in-laws have had these in the past. They've been much smaller than that. What you're showing me, but I'm yeah. a little familiar with what the desktop looks like and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it was released. September 28th, 2020. Mm-hmm. 
It has four screens. It was very nicely wrapped when I opened it up. It was in a paper sleeve, so it was nicely wrapped. Mm-hmm. It, I was, and what surprised me is that after sitting unopened in a box for a year and a half, battery was at 47%. Wow. Because I figured cool. this isn't going to turn on. I'm going to have to charge it first. Yeah. And once I turned it on, you're greeted with the usual welcome screen, you know, you know, for language and all the different settings that you want. You have to use, you put in a PIN number, or I shouldn't, I shouldn't say that, a PIN, mm-hmm. um, and a Face ID, just like Apple. So I've got both the Face ID and mm-hmm. the PIN set up. Um, the thing is, the OS takes up 40% of the storage. Yeah. I have 32 gigs, and already 40% yep. is used just by the apps that are there and the OS. I did delete a couple of the apps because I'm not interested. But there's a lot that they won't let you delete, which is really frustrating. There's a lot just of bloatware. Like, yeah, just like all, mm-hmm. just like Apple. Mm-hmm. Um, you sign in with your Google name and password. Mm-hmm. And as soon Android as I did based. that, all my email downloaded. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want my email on here. Yeah. <laughs> but it is now. Uh-huh. So I have all my Google files. I can get into my documents and any spreadsheets and whatever. Netflix and Spotify were pre-installed, and to delete them, you long press on the app, and what it will do is it'll give you some options, like you can add it to your home screen, you can disable that, which I don't know what disable means. Mm-hmm. You yeah. can't delete Netflix. Right. They probably have can, some kind of proprietary agreement. Yeah, or le- but I was, able, I was able to, to, delete, to delete Spotify, because mm-hmm. I don't listen to Spotify. Right. So I deleted that. And I really haven't had the time to give it a lot of uh, play and, and work out here. So, okay, so finally this worked. But it has uh, a clock, a calculator, Samsung Notes, which I guess is equivalent to Apple Notes. It has the Galaxy Store, the Google Play Store, and then it's got a folder with a bunch of Google um, apps in here, like Chrome, Gmail, Maps, YouTube, Google Drive. YouTube Music, Google Play Movies, Google Duo, and Google Photos. So that's all in there. Um, let's see, we have... So there's a lot of, you know, standard stuff that you can compare with Apple and products. We're, and now Spotify is back. Uh-huh. I deleted Spotify, now Spotify <laughs> is back. It has a it's Microsoft possessed. folder Oh, that has Office, OneDrive, and Outlook. So I clicked on Office, see what would happen. It was the, you know, like you said, the bloatware. You can sign up for a few days free, but then it's going to cost you. It's like, I don't want this. Mm -hmm. The camera, the gallery, which is what we would call photos. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's got the phone. And the way it works. phone calls like a FaceTime call or an audio I'm not really sure because I haven't investigated yet. Mm -hmm. At the top left, it's got like, I've got the volume on mute right now. You can see the Wi-Fi. And then it has little arrows going up and down to show the data going into each direction. But it doesn't tell you how much. Yeah. If you tap that, I think it brings down like a control center type thing like what we have on our iPhones. No. Try try swiping down from the top. Well, what it has on the top, when you do that, when you swipe down, Mm -hmm. it has where you would turn on and off Wi-Fi, sound, Bluetooth. Not sure what that one is. So similar to our control center. Airplane mode, battery, and location. Mm-hmm. Then it gives you alerts and notifications. Like this one says OneDrive, experience productivity like never before. Yeah, it's a it's a like it's constantly feels like you're just reading ads on the thing. When, and then I've it has the gear it. to bring you into settings. Mm-hmm. And then you have all your settings, connection, sound, notification, display, wallpaper, 
biometrics and security accounts, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, there's a lot of stuff here. I, like I said, I just haven't had the time to look through it to be able to turn things on and off. Mm-hmm. I've kind of glanced, but also on the left-hand corner, you've got the time, a little icon for the weather. What is that? Um, oh, then it brings you to the, like the control center, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what what exactly these things are. Then it has Samsung account with my profile and security. And um, did you have to create sorry. a Samsung account? I could. I'm not going to. Yeah. They kept pushing me. Mm. Come on, come on, come on. I'm like, no, I don't want to. Hmm. At the bottom of the page, I there guess that are... would be the equivalent of iCloud, where Apple's always like, you know, sign up for iCloud, Prob- get all these probably, features. yeah, because I think mm-hmm. it did say I could get some storage. Like, but I'm not going to be keeping any files on this. Mm-hmm. This will strictly be for watching Netflix. Mm-hmm. I'll probably put Amazon here so I can watch Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got a little square at the bottom. You can and do Amazon shopping from there. You can, which I wouldn't read do. Your email. Uh, the the square on the bottom brings you home. Are you going to use it for email? Do you think it's already on here? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to intentionally but, use it for right, email. You're but you're used to the mail app, so yeah, it's exactly. Be a little different for you. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. you if could you just hit, disable that. If you hit the button, well, it's not working right now. But if you hit the arrow button, that brings you to the previous page. Mm-hmm. And then there's a button that has three vertical lines, and that brings you basically to all the apps you have open. Mm-hmm. Yep. I've seen that And too. then, yep. And then you can close all. I, I've tinkered around with them enough, like like you are doing right now. I've explored them enough to know that, oh, I don't like this experience. <laughs> you, and, you, and you swipe up to delete, you know, to close the app like yes. you would on an app, like on an app iPad. Right, or you can just close them all, and then and just I go think back if you long button. press, you can drag things around onto yep. the I don't know the the wallpaper or the desktop or something, and yeah, then to I get only, rid of it, I think you can drag it down to a little trash can. But that doesn't that's confusing because it doesn't actually delete the app; it just takes it off of that screen. Yeah, I only have one page of apps. I mean, depending on how you look at it, because like the way this is mm-hmm. here, and I'm, I know listeners can't see this, but mm-hmm. it's kind of a waste of space because you just have. Maybe two-thirds of the way down, you have the Google bar, the address bar, so you can just mm-hmm. type in what your search is. Mm-hmm. And then it shows one, two, three, four, five, six. It shows 12 different um, icons for your different apps. Kind of like a dock we- in a way. Weather above mm-hmm. the Google search bar. And then There's it's nothing. all wasted space. Right. And then you just swipe to the next page to see whatever the leftover apps are. But if I want to see them all at one time, if I just swipe up, I can see all my apps. Couldn't you move... Can you do anything with that space above that search bar? Possibly, but I haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, I think I you said, might I be just, able to move apps up there. But it's yeah. it's very, from what you're showing me, it's very, for, for listeners who have any experience with Chromebooks, because my kids have Chromebooks for school, it's kind of reminiscent of that. It's very similar. It looks like a Chromebook in a way. Yeah. A Chromebook screen anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now I have to go on Amazon and buy a case for this because mm-hmm. I <laughs> I don't, you know, I think so I've already got a couple gonna scratches. Be, like you said, it's just going to be for media consumption. You're going to watch video yeah. on it. Maybe. And the price, if you were to buy one now, the price is $249. Wow. Oh, my goodness. I mean, the screen is very nice. I haven't watched uh-huh. a video on it yet. Uh-huh. I'll have to try that soon. Like I said, I, it'll be I, interesting I, as you use it to see to end up hearing you say, "Well, I really miss this about an iPad," or you know, or maybe you won't. Maybe you just won't miss the iPad for what you're going to use it for. It might just be fine. I mean, I mean, I was thinking about this might be good to take with me on vacations, but mm-hmm. probably not. Um, 
It depends. If I want to put downcast on here, maybe because what I do when I go on vacation is once I'm in a place where there's Wi-Fi, especially if it's a cruise, my what I do is I watch videos on the plane. Ah, okay. But you already have them downloaded because that's what downcast does, right? Yeah. And then when I go uh, into the airport, I can get my, you know, get all my emails and I can download more Mm -hmm. things. Mm Mm-hmm. You, it it might be it might be good to say, well, let me take this instead, instead of but my. You're iPad. gonna have your phone with you though, so you'll have that for email if you want to just leave email off of it. I just wonder. I just I just wonder if you shouldn't just strip it down to just basic media consumption. Well, that's why I said it. I need to take some time. I mean, I've got way too much going really, on. That might like foobar things. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I've got having s- syncing issues. That's gonna add problems to the mix yeah i've already got so much going on right now that take much more priority than figuring this out but once i get some time to really say okay i'm going to take an hour yeah and i'm just going to like hit all the buttons and see what it'll do what i can turn on and turn off and how does this work and how do i delete this and maybe signing into netflix and watching a 30 minute show just to hear what the sound is but either way i'm still going to buy a case Mm -hmm. yeah because it doesn't feel that much better in your hands i I don't like naked Tablets, yeah, right? I, I one of my kids doesn't even have a case on his iPhone. I'm like, oh, <laughs> he just has one of those pop sockets. I'm like, Cringe. oh, you need to have a case. I have a case. I have a wallet case and a pop socket. <laughs> yeah, I can't. It's the first thing yeah. I do when I buy a right. device is I make sure I get the proper. Oh, yeah. Case for as it. soon as it like I have the box and I have the case ready before the cellophane is even off the box. I have the box and I have the case and I have the screen protector ready to go. Yeah, and I, and I put the screen screen protector on it just right away. I'm just really just type A about that, I guess. I, I don't yeah, know. I don't use a screen protector because I don't like those, but definitely the case. Mm-hmm. I really like the screen protectors I've been using for the ca- past couple of years. They they don't feel any different. There's no touch resistance. Um, it still has the oleophobic coating on it. I I think it's pretty great. I'm looking at mm-hmm. like my there's a teeny tiny little hairline crack in it. I think I noticed the other day, and my. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, it reminds me, I do I actually do have to replace the screen protectors on uh, my kids' and my husband's screens. They all have dropped them. And out here where we are, I guess that's why, why it is so important, because out here where we are in the desert, we are surrounded by rocks. There are just rocks everywhere. There is no such thing, at least in this, in this immediate vicinity around our home, there's no grass. There's no soft landings anywhere. Everything, and, and even inside the house... There's no carpet yet, and we don't plan really on carpeting. We might put some some area rugs, but it's all tile. It's all tile. So yep. there's just nothing but hard surfaces for everything to land on around here. So it's it's very volatile. It's it's, it's not a good environment for glass surfaces. Yeah. So I've, speaking, I've, I've dropped a few things in my day, but thankfully yeah. it's on the carpet. But any yeah. listeners, if you have a Samsung Galaxy and you have any tips you want to share, feel yeah. free to get in touch with us which we will talk about at the end of the show. Well, we could always mention it now. They, they can email us at podcast at geekyashowever.com. They could do that. Of it. They, yeah. They, oh, yeah, I have to tell Lisa this right away. If you, if you can't forget that thought and you want to email us right away, just send us an email, podcast. Yeah, send us an email show. or you can reach us on Twitter at geekyashow. That's another quick way to do it. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll remind you again at the end. Yes, we will. So you, speaking of tinkering and pressing all the buttons... That's what we were doing before we started the call because I I had an itch I had to scratch. I had an instance the other day where, and not just the other day, this has happened several times. So what we're going to talk about now is 
screen sharing on your iOS device. This is whether it's a uh, an iPad or an iPhone. We're going to primarily be discussing the iPhone because that's what we did our tests on. But a lot of this will translate to the iPad, I'm sure, with maybe some caveats that we haven't explored yet. But the problem to be solved here was I have experienced this several times with clients and with family members. You know, I've I've talked about it in previous episodes where I could not wait for this for this feature to come out. I was so disappointed when it didn't come right with iOS 15, but then it came later and I was so excited, so excited to use it because I really have been, for times when it is successful, it's wonderful being able to call somebody in a FaceTime call and have them share their screen so that you can see on their screen what the problem is, what they're trying to explain to you. You know, what what does this mean? Or I had this problem, this happened. It's so much nicer being able to see it. Now I can do it where what I will do is, you know, I will have my phone open to the settings or whatever app it is that they're that they're asking questions about or whatever feature it is that they're having a question about and verbally go, okay, do you see, you know, three rows down from the top and over on the left hand side? I can do that. That's what I've been doing for years and years and years. So it's possible. It's just not nearly as nice as when you can finally see what's on their screen, because there are times when they have like maybe an older operating system and they're I, I go and say, you know, oh, look in the corner, you know, blah, 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 go, you know, look here. And they're just, you know, it's like crickets, like, what are you what are you talking about, Melissa? <laughs> and it turns out that, oh, well, you have an older operating system, so you don't have that feature yet. Or another problem I've run into during this kind of a session is uh, they don't have the same model. Like my dad has an iPhone 7. You know, I'm trying to gently nudge him to like, you know, dad, probably you should start thinking about upgrading your phone. It's it's getting to be time, right? And we keep running into those situations where I want to say, oh, try this. And turns out he can't because it's a totally different model of phone. And there's features on my iPhone 12 that he just doesn't have. Um, another big thing too is having a touch ID device versus a face ID device. Uh, the screen can look different. There's there's a, a bar that goes across versus on the touch ID or, or the, the face ID rather, there's just a tiny little oval, like a little pill-sized icon. So, you know, knowing those kinds of differences uh, comes in handy. But just to be able to get to that, what I kept running into time and time again was I would say to the person on the other end, okay, you know, look at the top, you know, poke the center of the screen and up at the top, and we figured out this is called a control panel. The control mm-hmm. center is when you swipe from the upper right-hand corner, and then you get to see your control center. But the control panel is the control icons or tools that are available when you're in a phone call that is a FaceTime audio or a FaceTime video call. That's what you're supposed to see. But what we discovered through our tinkering around, and we should we should also say, I think we were pretty clever when we did this because <laughs> <laughs> because we're we're nerds. <laughs> we in order to be able to figure this out, which was so helpful, we have a Skype call going. We are recording our podcast and we're using Skype and we're videoing with each other so we can see each other. And we're holding up our screens, you know, we're holding up our phones. And that's that, that's a challenge. You have to turn your brightness way, way down. Otherwise, it's just like blaring. And even then, it's it's still hard to see. You kind of have to show it on an angle. It's like, it's like I feel like one of those influencers. Like, look, here, you see the eyeliner? <laughs> you have to put your hand up and put it in front of it. It's kind of silly, but that's what works. I mean, that's what you end up having to do. So we are 
using Skype were videoing with each other. But what we had to do was we each had to mute our microphones while we were tinkering with the FaceTime call on the phones because there were times when we couldn't hear each other or there were times when the call would end, but we didn't mean to or, you know, something like that. So we had a Skype call going so that at any at any point we could unmute ourselves because otherwise if you didn't, you'd hear this like feedback because we're we're doing another video call or another audio call, right? So what we discovered was if you initiate, so say I'm the one calling Elisa, Elisa is the recipient, I'm the caller. And I, you know, say Elisa has a question about something and I say, okay, let me call you. Let's do a screen sharing call and you can show me your screen. But say she's never experienced this before. And this is, you know, most of my clients are a little inexperienced at this, but this is also new for me on my end too. We're still trying to like, you know, figure out how this is all supposed to work. And it's, you know, we're, we're tinkering. So when I initiate the call and, and mind you, you know, Elisa and I, we want to see each other. So we're, we're talking on video. So we want to see each other. But a lot of times I get a call from, say, a family member or, you know, as a family member, I usually want to see them too. But if it's a client, maybe I don't want to be on video right away when they call. You know, maybe they're calling me for help and I decide to answer it at the time, but I'm not, you know, I'm not dressed nice or I don't have my makeup on or my, or my hair up. You know, this is just not a professional look. I don't want people to see me. And, you know, maybe they're not in a position where they want to be seen either. It's, it's a privacy thing. It's a respect thing, you know. But what I discovered was here I was trying to say, okay, well, let me initiate the call, a FaceTime audio call, not video, audio, because there's really no need for us to see each other when we're just going to be sharing our screen, right? So that was my line of thinking when I started this out. But what we discovered was, and the only way I knew this was because Elisa held up her phone and showed me on the Skype video call while we were talking, is that when you initiate the screen sharing, or, you know, you're intending to do screen sharing, but you're, you're starting out with a FaceTime audio call, what she got on the other end was not the control panel panel she, she got the call screen where it just shows you the speakerphone you know add a, add a call the the keypad you know yeah similar to a regular phone like call. a regular phone call where you see the, the red circle at the bottom where you can end the call or you could tap on facetime and, and convert it into a facetime call and that's probably now we didn't try that avenue that's what we should have done we should try that next time what happens when you start and, and I think that that works because that's how my dad and I do it. You start a regular phone call to say, hey, is this a good time? I have a question or, you know, yes, this is a good time. Let's let's do the thing, right? You start out with a, a regular cellular audio call and then you can switch it to a FaceTime call. But right away what that does is that starts it out as a video call. And this is where I end up saying, well, I'm just going to bypass all that. I'm just going to start a FaceTime audio call. But what we discovered is when you do that, and it kind of makes sense now in hindsight, what you what you get is a regular call screen. You don't get the the in FaceTime uh, control panel like you would. So what we discovered is, in order for screen sharing to to start, because you don't see the screen sharing tool from that screen. That's that's why it's difficult because you would think that well, it's a FaceTime call, you should see those controls. But no, and I don't know if this changed because I could have sworn that it used to be that you could start a FaceTime audio call and you would still see that control panel across the screen at the top where you have the little circles. And I don't know if that got changed or what, but I guess it kind of makes sense now because it's a FaceTime, even though it's a FaceTime audio call, it still presents a call screen. 
So what you have to do is instead of starting it as a FaceTime audio call, you have to start it as a FaceTime video call. Mind you that you don't want it to be a video call and you don't want them to feel like pressured into having the video on either. So you kind of have to communicate it ahead of time that in order to do screen sharing, we need to initiate a FaceTime video call, but you can disable your video camera. So if you, you know, let's say you're working with somebody or even if it's just a family member that, oh, I'm, but I'm in my bathrobe. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> just make it be known that we're gonna initiate a video call, but you can disable the camera once the call starts. So that's what we discovered I could do is that while the call is dialing, you know, it makes that da 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 that noise when it's calling. That's the moment when you can disable the camera by tapping on the camera icon, because at that point in time, you will have the FaceTime control panel across the top. I'm trying to like put all the vocabulary <laughs> terms together. That's when you will see the little circles with all the, the little icons in them. That's the part that was missing whenever I would call somebody and say, okay, look to the top of the screen. If you don't see it, poke the center of your screen and you should see the FaceTime control panel come down. Well, they weren't seeing that. I was seeing it. So I was just assuming that they were seeing it too. That's where the problem, that's where the problem starts because the screen that they're seeing on the receiving end of things is a call screen. It's not what I was seeing. So in order for us to both be seeing the same thing, it's a FaceTime video call that needs to be initiated. And then you just tap on the video control to disable the camera so that when you both pick up, you're just seeing your initials in the little bubble and not your actual camera video so that you can make that call in your bathrobe and not worry about being exposed. You can preserve your dignity. <laughs> that's, that's what this is about, trying to, to, to initiate a screen sharing session while still preserving your dignity. <laughs> and so then from there, once you can both see, when you can both see the control panel that slides down from the top, that's when you can then say, do you see the little icon that looks like a person standing in front of a screen? That's the screen sharing tool. Because this is for people who like have never seen it before. You know what I mean? I probably should have started it out with that. But this is for <laughs> people who have no experience with this and don't know what they're going to get. That's what you're trying to get them to see. And when you're trying to use words because you're not sharing the screen yet, you're trying to describe these things verbally. So it's like you have to take what you're seeing on the screen and then verbally describe what they're, to, to set the expectation of what they're supposed to be looking for. And so that's what was getting lost in translation is here I'm seeing the control panel and I'm, and I'm seeing the icon that I wanna get them to tap by using my words, <laughs> but they're not seeing it because they're seeing a call screen. So that's what we figured out during the course of our tinkering around was to initiate a video call. Tell them ahead of time we're going to be initiating a video call, a video FaceTime call. But tap on the camera once you see it to disable your camera, if you mind. And then we're going to go to screen sharing. So so that's what we were tinkering around with. And, and I, I was it was very valuable because I, I learned a lot of things. So now now when you have a question, Elisa, now you know how to how to ask for help. <laughs> Right. And, and, and this time I'm just on Apple's website to end the session because I hit the wrong button and just cut you off. Mm -hmm. Just tap the share content button again. Right. To stop scare sharing the screen. Now, this is something interesting that's, here. That's a good point. 
It says to take over screen sharing from someone else. There's three steps. Number one, tap the share content button, which looks like a little person with two half circles behind it. Uh Number two, tap share my screen. And then number three, tap replace existing. Oh, interesting. Okay, that's what we're going to try when you so rudely hung up on me. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Well, but I think that would involve three people if I'm interpreting this correctly. Oh, so well, maybe I'm that's to for think sharing ex- content, like as so, in a, a, a movie on Apple. Well, it says TV+. take over screen sharing from someone else. So I'm wondering if that means, mm-hmm. say, you, you, me, and Nate are all having a FaceTime video call together. Mm-hmm. And you have taken over my screen, but now you want Nate to do it hmm. with that, you know, that well, you would hit those buttons to go, to allow him to do it. I don't, I'm not really sure. Yeah, I don't think it works. Like I, I think Apple designs it in such a way that the person holding their own device is in control of their own device at all times so that you can't be like hijacked. So I don't think I could take over, but what I could do is I could say this is what, and I think this has worked with my dad. So say you're sharing your screen with me and it's full screen on my screen. But now I'm done looking at your screen because now I want to show you something on my screen. I can tap it and say, share my screen. And then you get a notification saying, okay, now Melissa's taking a turn. She's going to show you her screen and it's going to end yours. And then we just kind of keep flipping back and forth between that. When we're just sharing what's on our screen on our home pages. I think maybe those instructions might be for, I don't know, send me the link to the page that you're looking at. But I think think that sounds kind of like when you're in a multi FaceTime call and you're sharing content as in like a movie or a song or a music video, that kind of content. I, it might I be don't different know. from screen it, sharing. Because at the top of the page, it says share your screen in FaceTime on your iPhone or iPad. And then it talks about start a FaceTime call, share your screen, just what we did. Then it has join a screen sharing session. And then it has takeover screen sharing from someone else. So I don't know if that's referring to two people or more than two people. Yeah, that's really something know. that's that would be an interesting experiment, too, because I haven't yeah. had the occasion yet to try it where it's three people or more because we've only done it with us two people. I haven't tried it with two. OK, good. I haven't tried it with two people where, like, say I was giving a demonstration to a group of people. Yeah. And we were all in a FaceTime call and I was saying, okay, here's how you flag an email or something like that. You know, pick like a topic and then say, okay, here's how you do that where I'm demonstrating. So, okay, Hmm. join a screen sharing session. So it just says on a FaceTime call. See, it doesn't specify. That's what was kind of uh, confusing it doesn't specify that you need to start a video call. It just says a FaceTime call. It doesn't say FaceTime audio call. And then, yeah, I saw that where it says tap to share content button. Like you said, yeah, it looks like a little person that has two arcs behind them as if they're standing in front of a, a circle. Like a rainbow. Yeah, yeah a rainbow. Yeah, a rainbow, yeah. exactly. Um, and that is for content. But then there's another icon that looks like a person standing in front of a screen, and that's for sharing the screen. So, and I did see that when we were, what would it have been at one point in time? And this all takes place, I would say, when you're looking at your phone 
in the upper. Now, this is a this is for a face ID phone. When you're looking in the far upper left corner where the time is, it's there where that time changes what it looks like. Like right now, because I'm not in a FaceTime call of any sort, it's just the time in white letters against my dark background. But when we're in a call, that can turn into what looks like a green oval with the time inside of it. And that is where you're supposed to tap to get to the controls to get to where did, does it say where what is that called does that say yeah somewhere in my searching earlier it called it a control panel i'm not yeah. really sure if that's an apple term or that was just the blogger's term okay right see yeah and we we're saying the word control panel but right exactly so i don't know exactly what that bar i mean it makes sense control center is what you get when you swipe down from the upper corner, but a control panel kind of makes sense because it is a panel that goes horizontally across the top of your screen and it has one, two, three, four, five circles in it, and then it has an end call button. So they're 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 circles with icons in them for text message, speakerphone, microphone, camera, and then yeah, in this example it's the it's the um instead of being the screen sharing icon where it's a person in front of a rectangle, in this instance where it says join screen sharing session, it's a person with like in, in front of a rainbow. I wonder if that's because, well, they call that vocabulary term the share content button and share my screen. So those are two different tools that, that can show up in that panel. But they don't say, it just says, it just says, at the top of the FaceTime call, tap the share content button. But what they don't tell you in this, these are kind of like the little intricacies, the little details that are left out of these very, very simple uh, support documents. I mean, they're, they're great, but there's so many little nuances that they miss. Like they just assume that you are born knowing how to do these things. But the people that I work with are not. <laughs> it is not intuitive for them. When it says at the top of the FaceTime call, tap the, the share content button. But what they're not saying is that you have to tap in the center and then you have to tap on the time in order to see that button in the first place. It doesn't, it's not just there automatically unless you know where to tap. So they're kind of a, they're kind of basing this on that you have a little more more skills going into this than what I'm used to dealing with. So that yeah, was the difference. And I'm looking at different websites, and they're just basically calling it a drop down, a drop down. Yeah, and I, then a and then drop down buttons when they refer to the the microphone or the video camera or the share my screen button. Mm -hmm. So they're just calling them drop downs or bars mm -hmm. or a panel. Yeah, I've so also I guess I've also seen heads up display when it's something where it kind of gives you a heads up as to what could happen. Right. Yeah, so but it I don't like to use those terminology with my clientele. I, you know, if I say HUD or heads up display, and they're not going to know, know what that means. No, you know, they no. they need very literal things. You can't just say, um, you can't just say hit the button. Like, what does that mean? What am I supposed to hit? <laughs> and and furthermore, there's no longer buttons. They're, they're little icons that you tap. They're not necessarily a button anymore. So mm -hmm. that yep. makes it difficult too. You know, we're trying to explain that whenever there's something in a bar that has a little chevron or a little arrow, a lot of people know the word chevron, but most people don't. So I say the little arrow that's pointing to the right, that usually means that you can tap on it and there's more information to come. 
But it's like I have to use so many words to explain what the verb is or, you know, what the action is that needs to take place. And that's what makes it difficult. So, um, yeah, so this was a, a fun experiment and it, it helps knowing that, oh, that's what the problem is. That's why they're, they're giving me crickets. That's why they're blinking and going, I don't see what you're seeing, <laughs> you know, before we even get into it. Like they're not seeing what I'm seeing and I'm not seeing what they're seeing. And so to get past that, now I know what's happening is they're getting a call screen instead of a FaceTime control panel. Or sometimes it's an issue, not necessarily miscommunication, but more misunderstanding. As I told you a few weeks ago, when my husband's aunt called because she had a problem with words with friends, I had to make a little video uh-huh, yep. to explain to her, to this, show is her. How, this is how you close an app. Because I said to her, she was having a problem. I said, you need to close the app. Well, how do I do that? Yeah, what does well, that you mean? have to swipe up from the bottom, which is, what do you mean? And it all turned out that she understood what I meant, but the problem was, she had it so that the on-off button was on the top instead of on the side. Uh-huh. So that's what everything was getting all messed up that way. Because I was right. saying, well, where or it was her her um, orientation, her touch ID. Mm-hmm. I was like, you see this little button right here? I said, run your oh, finger. Do you feel worst. an indentation? Yep. And she's like, no, there's nothing there. And then it <laughs> turned out that it was on the side instead of on the bottom. So yep. once I videotaped it, she goes, oh, now I know what you're talking about. Yep. That was so 45 minutes of my life. I will never get back. You yeah, that's, that's why these things take a long time and you need to have but a lot of But she calls patience. me all yeah. the time, you know, yeah. about, well, this happened. And then what do I do on Facebook? And my AOL, I'm like, <laughs> first of all, stop using AOL. Right. <laughs> but, you know, she's in her 80s. She's, yeah. she's she, That's what she's used to. So I'm like, right. okay, this is what you need but it to is, do. But it is sweet and it is endearing that she's calling you for help. And this is how you guys are kind of bonding so I know it's very frustrating, though. Believe me, I know. But yeah, that's that's a pro tip for anybody listening. If you're going to set out to help anybody, the very, very first thing you should do is ask them how they're holding the device, especially if it's an iPad. Um, you don't run into it quite as much with an iPhone because most most of the things that you're usually working on, especially if it's screen sharing, are going to be vertical in portrait mode. And you, and you really shouldn't use the terms portrait or landscape, even though those are the technical terms. Well, I you have did to say vertical her. or horizontal. I did say that. I said, are you holding it in portrait or landscape? I said, if it's portrait, it's up and down like somebody's right. picture. It's longer. It's taller than it is wide. If you're mm-hmm. doing it in landscape, it's wider than it is tall. And she still gave me the wrong answer. Right. So do you see what I, do you see what you just did there? Like you had to use so many more words to describe that when it's just easier to say, are you holding it vertically or horizontally? But <laughs> so, but that 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 they don't understand either, which yeah, is some, why right. you have to say it's wider. You than do. It is yeah. tall. It is. And, and as I'm talking right. to her on the phone, my ha- like I'm doing right now with you, my hands are going <laughs> wider. Then it is tall, like yep. she could see me, you know, right, <laughs> we were on the right. phone. And if I ever try, I think I tried to do a FaceTime with her. Forget that. That yeah. was just like not happening. Yeah. I totally get the, the hands thing, though. I mean, I don't do it as much as I used to. But yeah, I definitely get it. Because like, I think it just kind of helps you like blow off the steam because you're like, oh, my God, I'm so frustrated. I have to do oh, yeah. something. I, I talk big time with my hands. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get it. I totally get it. We we do too. I, you know what it is. I've had to stop doing it because I have my my cord here. I've had to sit here, like I was just like try, I had to like file this nail down before we started talking because I I fidget and I pick at things and I I'm constantly like because I do talk with my hands. I have I have to sit here with my hands like in my lap 
clasped because if I don't and I do talk with my hands, I'll be hitting the microphone stand. I'll be I'll be like mm. moving this little cord around. So I've I've had to try really hard, and I don't always succeed, but I've tried yeah. really hard to to train myself to Melissa just sit still, be quiet. No. <laughs> sit still is not in my vocabulary, right? <laughs> so, like moss, so those are moss does not grow under me. So. <laughs> <laughs> So those are just some tips for for kind of dealing with remote support when it's your whether it's your loved one or a client or you know just anybody ask what orientation they're holding in the device you're probably going to have to use a lot more words than what you're used to to describe what that means even if it's just your right or your left I always end up saying your other left because I'll mm-hmm. say, look in, look in the left-hand corner, and immediately people's eyes go to the right. And I, and I just, I'm like, wait for it. It's, it's just going to happen. I just know to expect, just from working with people for so many years, they're always going to look right when you say left and vice versa. So you have to be, you know, wait, wait for them to process it, realize that they got it wrong, give you that clueless look, and then say, your other left. And, it, you know, it's not, I'm not being mean or anything. It's a very compassionate thing to do when you're just, you just got to give them the space, give them the grace, let them figure it out. It'll come and then just be there when you're, when they're waiting and ready for them to look at you with that clueless look like, help. So yeah, check out the orientation. Make sure that you know exactly how they're holding it. And then you hold the device in the same orientation that they're holding it. And that'll make your life a lot easier and maybe save you 45 minutes. Just You'll spend 45 <laughs> minutes doing something else. Trust me. But, <laughs> but at least it won't be 45 minutes doing that. So yeah. you can use that 45 minutes doing some other uh, troubleshooting, some other problem. Yeah. Um, the other thing that we discovered during the tinkering round that we were doing was that, and I didn't know this, I learned this today. Today I learned that there are different microphone settings. So when you are in a call, let's see, I don't know if I, I can't get it up there now. So when you are in a call, if you swipe down from the upper right corner of a face ID device, you will see, and you have to be in a call, you will see that there are options for your microphone. Uh, it'll be orange because orange is the color of the microphone actions. A lot of people ask me, what's that little orange dot at the top of the screen? And that just means that your microphone is engaged, that, that mm-hmm. you know, whether it's the KGB listening into you or <laughs> it, you're in a call. You're in a call and that's why you see that that little orange dot there, that your microphone is engaged and someone, something can hear you whether you're recording something. Uh, and so when you tap on that, what we noticed, let's see, did I take a screenshot of it? I think I did. I did. It's a good thing I did that because I can't engage with it right now because I'm not in an active call. But what happens is when you're in a FaceTime call, whether it's audio or video, because the microphone is being utilized. Now, this is on, you're, you have an iPhone 11, right? Correct. And I have an iPhone 12. And I think you read to me that this was available for probably, I guess, I'm guessing, Face ID devices. It was iPhone XR and above. Okay. It was iPad Minis. So they locked it off at the minis, X. At the iPad 10. Minis. Mm-hmm. And certain, I think the larger iPad Pros, so mine wouldn't have it because I have a smaller iPad Pro. This mm-hmm. was the 12.9 inch. And then maybe eighth generation iPad Air. So this is a hardware situation where these are the models starting out with the 10R going forward that got a, I guess, a more souped up microphone installed. And so with the more modern microphone, you now have the ability to choose between three different, um, three different microphone 
modes, and they are standard, voice isolation, and wide spectrum. And like I said, to get to this, you swipe, if you have one of those models, when you're in an active call, you can swipe from the upper right-hand corner to get into your control center, and you will see a microphone. And was it, a, was it just a tap or was it a long press? I think it was just, just a, tap. a tap. Just a tap. Just a tap. And then you'll, you'll be faced with three choices. I believe when I did this, the check mark was next to standard. And they have, they have three different icons. Next to standard is just a plain microphone. And next to voice isolation, and we, we discovered this as we played around with it, it really does more isolate your voice. So it has, a, it has an icon with a person with what looks like waves coming out the side of their head. So it's just isolating the voice. And then the last choice is wide spectrum. And that has an icon with a microphone that has little um, vertical lines behind it to indicate that there's a sound wave. That's what it looks like as a sound wave. And mm -hmm. to test this out is interesting. So that brings me to one of my next topics. And it's, it's really just short is that I am in the market for a new MacBook Pro. I finally decided to get the 14 inch. I just have to I just have to do the thing. I have to decide when I want to go pick it up. But that is in my future is a new MacBook Pro. And I'll be talking about that in, in episodes to come. But one of the reasons why is that this 13 inches is, is starting to show its age. It It's a fine computer. I can upgrade it to Monterey, which I probably will do soon. Um, but I want it, it's a 2016. And it's starting to show its age, which means I want to make sure that it still has some hand-me-down value for my kids. I did look it up. I looked up to see what the trade-in value was, and it was $400. Now, this one is having a it needs to, to have the battery serviced and i probably need to get it checked out it probably has to have the keyboard replaced i don't i use an external keyboard but sometimes when i when i do use it on my lap which has been rare because uh, the keyboard i i'm not fond of the keyboard nobody is on on these models and because the battery doesn't last it'll just auto set it'll just shut down on me like without any warning it won't give me the 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 notification that says your battery's getting low you need to plug it in it doesn't do that anymore it just powers off on me. So I haven't been able to use it much as a laptop. So that's been a problem. But so I probably will try to get that serviced. And then once I do, this will be a good hand-me-down machine for one of my kids. You know, like I said, it's, it's worth a $400, a $400 trade-in. But I mean, that's still better than a Chromebook. You know what I mean? So I'm probably going to hand it down to one of the kids or, you know, have them use it for, they can do more artistic things on the Mac than they could on the Chromebook. So that's what I'm faced with now. And the reason why I brought that up is because in order to test how well these different microphone settings work, we use the opportunity, like luckily, knock on wood, it's not doing it right now. But when we were tinkering around with this, my laptop was making like kind of a grinding noise. I think maybe it just, I'm hoping that it's just dust in the, in the fans or something. Like it just needs to have a good cleaning but I don't know. <laughs> and the fact that it makes this kind of a grinding like fan noise, and it, and it could be, you know, we were doing a lot of stuff on the screen at the time, and we're doing a video sharing. So it probably pegged the processors. And so it was making that noise, but it's very slight, you know, it was like the equivalent of having a fan on in the next room. And so that's what we used while we were testing out the microphone setting, I said, Okay, I'm going to tap this button now, tell me what it sounds like. And so Elisa was listening in on the other end. And I just thought that was a, a fun experiment to try and figure out what these different uh, microphone settings were. And the voice isolation really did seem, didn't you think so? It seemed to isolate 
the, the it sound. did it did it wasn't until you put on the wide spectrum that mm-hmm. I could hear the grinding yep because that's supposed to pick in all so if you want the person on the other end to hear the kids running around in the background and the dog barking that's the <laughs> right. setting you use that's the setting that you use yeah if that's what you want right if you want the ambiance I guess <laughs> maybe you have a waterfall in the background or something so yeah that's not a setting I would probably use all the time that's for sure so so those were things that we tinkered around. Um, we So we talked about some new hardware in our future. So you've got a new toy to play with, and soon I will have a new toy to play with. And we played with some software today. But your um, new toy is more fun. Yeah, it will be. I'm excited. I'm really <laughs> excited. I was talking to a colleague the other day who has one, and he had nothing but good things to say about it and said he really raved about it. So I'm really looking forward to it because... Hopefully soon I will, I'm, I'm getting the itch to start going back on house calls again. So I will need a very reliable, portable machine. I love being able to use my dock. It's, I have this one cable that rules them all kind of a situation. I love that. Um, I will put it out to the listeners. I am going to be in a bit of a pickle when it comes to podcasting. And I'm trying to figure out what the best replacement tool would be. But I, I heard, I heard a rumor. I heard some from some birdies that. The Ecamm collar that I'm using right now from Ecamm is not going to be working on the M1 Max. So I'm pretty sure that's the case. I've heard from a reliable source. So I'm going to need to find a replacement for that. And like we talked about in one of our our recent episodes with our favorite utilities, it it is kind of time. I probably do need to to move on from that anyway. It'll still work on this Intel machine, but it's not going to work on an M1 machine moving forward. And it does make me wonder, what else am I going to lose? And hopefully it won't be too much. I mean, that's a pretty major thing. I'm really going to be sad to to lose that because I don't have a replacement for it yet. Unless I go out and spend on Audio Hijack Pro, which I don't know if I'm prepared to do that yet. Like, I don't know if I can justify that cost. So I'll have to look into that. But if anybody is listening and has some other replacement that they know will work on the M1 Mac that maybe isn't as pricey as call as um as Audio Hijack Pro because I don't really need like the super pro features. That's that's the thing. I just use it for this podcasting call where we record each other so that we're not using the Skype audio. Um, so if anybody has any ideas about what a good replacement would be, I might look into OBX. I haven't I haven't scratched that surface yet. Hmm, I never heard of that. Yeah. Well, see, and I have a teenager, so that's one benefit. He's always like rattling off, oh, you know, we can do this with that. I'm like, okay, well, so show me that sometime. (laughs) So I'm looking for a replacement for that. If anybody has any ideas of replacement for call recorder. Uh, What was the other thing? Uh, Oh, I'm also looking for, if anybody has any ideas, a way, and this will be our next experiment when we get together and geek out again, a way to do remote file management without the need for screen sharing. That I already know how to do. And we talked about screen sharing for iOS on an iPad or an iPhone and messages on the Mac works really wonderfully. I've been using that for for many, many years with a lot of success um, for doing remote control, like where you, just like we were talking about, it's, it's a call that needs to take place Um, Someone accepts on the other end if you're sending an invitation or they send you an invitation and you accept and then you start screen sharing. You don't need to be seeing each other. So it removes that whole component from it, which is kind of what I was trying to set up for the iPhone. But it's more of a a call face to face type of thing. I mean, that's why they call it FaceTime. This is more for 
screen sharing just from Mac to Mac. But what I'm really looking for is I don't need that component. I don't need the screen sharing part. What I just want to be able to do is remote into another Mac on a different network just for file management. And the, and the reason where this to, a good use case scenario would be is like, say a client wants to hire you to help be their digital organizer. That would be a reason why they would give you access to their computer. And of course, this is, you know, this is for a, a relationship where there's a lot of trust that's been built up. But what if it was your family member? What if it was, you know, an aging parent? Or what if it was a sister or brother or just somebody who needed help? I can't find my files or, you know, things are a mess or, um, you know, I want to collaborate with you on a project. Now for that, you would use iCloud folder sharing, which that's another thing we needed to tinker with because we started that, but we didn't get too far with it. Um, but that's not what I want to do because like, even if it was like, say it was my mom or dad and they had gigs and gi- I'm just making this up because they don't do this, but let's say they did. Let's say they had gigs and gigs and gigs worth of, um, or even a terabyte worth of files. I don't want to share that bucket of iCloud space. I have, I do have the t- two terabyte plan, but I don't want all of their stuff ending up synchronized to my Mac. I don't want that. I want to be able to log in as if their Mac was some kind of a server and be able to move files around and say, oh, you should have this folder for these things and you should have this folder for these things. Let's take these you know, five files and let's move them into here. Or say, you know, I mean, this is happening more and more with our parents as they get older. They're having medical issues and there's a lot of, you know, gone are the days. I don't know if they're gone, but let's just say it's easier now to use portable health records and log into a portal, download lab reports, um, say the doctor needs you to sign a form, you can download the PDF, you can sign it, you can, you know, send it to them through a secure portal, you know, those kinds of things are, are necessary where you need to be able to manage those files. Now, again, something small scale like that would probably be benefited by using iCloud photo, you know, folder sharing. But let's say there was a lot of files Let's say there was a whole history of files or, you know, you're going through a whole house thing, buying and selling at home. There's bound to be lots of files for that. You know, say you you need to just have access to just a whole section of folders, but you don't want it synchronizing through iCloud folder sharing. That's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for something that isn't necessarily cloud-based. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. You're looking for something like TeamViewer, but not necessarily TeamViewer. Right, because TeamViewer is kind of scary. I mean, I don't know. I'll have to give it another shake. But years ago, I used to use it. I used to rely on it. And then what was happening was a lot of my vintage clients were getting hacked or, you know, not by me, but like, you know, I I heard a lot of stories of or somebody would say something to me about, oh, yeah, you know, I needed help with my printer. And like, I guess I wasn't available or something. And they called some printer technician. I'm using air quotes that you can't see. Uh, and they got tech support that way, but like, then I'll come and I'll help them. And I noticed that the terminal is open in some window they didn't know was open. I'm like, "Mm, that doesn't look right. So then I end up having to do an audit or something like that. So it was too many times. It just was too many stories of people. And even in the reviews, like when I read the reviews for one of the, the versions that I was looking at, I don't know, it was like two, three years ago. It was just nothing but a horror story of people getting hacked, you know, oh, so-and-so logged into my computer. They said they were helping with, with this, but they ended up cleaning out my bank account, you know, stuff like that. And it's just thought, I don't want to use that tool 
with my people. I, I just don't want to use that. It just has kind of a bad reputation. And and maybe that'll be different. I mean, I'll have to look into it. Maybe it's just one of those things where you really have to have a certain special kind of relationship with somebody to use that tool. You know, maybe it's just a, a time and a place kind of thing, an appropriateness thing where it's just not appropriate to use that tool with senior citizens, but maybe it's appropriate to use it with somebody who is more tech savvy and who understands the ramifications of, you know, what this tool is for. And we're only going to use it for this purpose. And then when we're done with this project, I want you to delete it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's something that I need to explore. But that that's just an itch that I need to scratch. That's something that I'm really curious about. So if anybody has any ideas about what would be the best tool for that job, for the delicate situation that is dealing with elderly people using computers who maybe don't understand all this stuff and maybe they were given a computer and they never really asked to be a computer user in the first place. Those kinds of things happen. So if anybody has some ideas about that, send those my way. Uh, let's see. I think um, the only one thing that I, I, I forgot to tell you beforehand is that I finally did, I finally did press the button and we finally... We, we exhausted most of the trials and we finally have the Apple One plan. And I'm really, really happy about that. I'm really, really liking it. Of course, there was an outage. Did you experience the outage a couple days ago? Did that affect you in any way? It did briefly, but I can't remember what specifically happened. But it was so brief because then it was fixed. Yeah, yeah. For me, it was Apple Music. And you know me. Mm -hmm. You know how we are. Like, there's a problem. It's not loading. Okay, it's probably like an internet bug. It's probably, you know, something needs to be rebooted. So I ran around my whole house. <laughs> I tweeted about this too. I was like, you know, I'm one of those people where those kinds of things don't anger me to the point where I want to pick everything up and just like put it in the dumpster and light it on fire. I'm not one of those people when it comes to technology. Now, maybe my car or maybe a Windows computer or something, something else maybe, or some other type of technology or some other thing that I don't understand. Yeah, then I want to light on a fire. But for this, I was just like, okay, it's, it, there's a glitch, you know, I'm just going to go reboot my router. And oh, well, here's this one of my mesh decos is, you know, we're redoing the kitchen and it was on the windowsill and it needed to go to the top of the cabinet. And I need to unplug it anyway. You know, I was like, okay, well, this was an opportunity for me to just turn all the things off. Like nobody was home at the time. It was a good opportunity. So I just, I just, I just rolled with it. And then it was working later. So like you said, it was very brief, but it was kind of like, I don't know, there was a lot of services that were, when I looked at the screen, I think it was like 30, 34 services or something like that. It was like more, more than there are flavors of ice cream. That, that seemed to be a little bit, a uh, little bit much. <laughs> so it's just something to, something to always go look at. In fact, we should probably put that link in the show notes is it's the status page. It's actually at apple.com slash support slash system status. Say that 10 times really fast <laughs> with peanut butter in your mouth. Um, and they're all green. Of course, now I did. And I did check that. And they were all green at the time. But see, I think that's because not enough people were reporting it for it to turn yellow or red or whatever. So I did, I did know to check there first. And then that's when I said, ah, I'll just reboot my router and, and all of the things, all of the things that are connected to it. So I rebooted all the things. Um, but anyway, so the reason why I brought that is because, you know, we had just signed up for the Apple One plan and I was so excited that I could use like all the things without restriction. 
And that's when I sat, I was sitting on the couch, like in my morning, you know, kind of like trying to wake up and, and get into my day. And I thought, oh, I'm going to go into my Apple Music and I'm going to go and tweak my playlists and, you know, let's make a new a new chill playlist or whatever. I was getting ready to do a web project. And then that's when I noticed I was like, I couldn't play any songs. I, you know, every other song I went to tap on, it wouldn't play. And I thought, what in the world? So that's what threw me off there. But uh, now that all the services are back online, I'm excited to have access to everything. So in case you're thinking about doing it, the Apple One plan includes six different things. It includes Apple Music, Apple TV+, Apple Arcade, iCloud+, Apple News+, and Apple Fitness. And this is the point where you're going to get on my case about, well, what are you going to do in, what are you going to do in exercise? <laughs> <laughs> I, I did the math, Apple One costs more for me. Yeah, yeah. Because it's just me. So it's cheaper right. for me to just buy everything that I need separately. But for us, I couldn't get away from it. You know, yeah. it was like, well, we we had that trial for Apple Music and the whole family just loves it. You know, in fact, we let it lapse twice now. I have used the trial, like one time I used a trial for the individual and we really liked that. And then I got the trial for the family plan. And then they had another deal where it was like, I think because it's like $15 a month for the whole family. And they had a deal recently that we just used where it was it was that one month for three months. And so mm -hmm. that's when we decided yeah. to try it. Because, you know, we're unpacking the house and we're doing a lot of stuff around the house. And the family just really loves it. And now it got to the point where we let it lapse. And we only went like two days. Like we couldn't handle it. Like it was just too quiet because we have the HomePod that you made me get. <laughs> My fault. I own it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's all your fault. <laughs> We have somebody yet to yell at now, thanks to you. <laughs> so throw yeah. me under the bus. Yeah. So I guess I don't know. I think that's that's pretty much my my stuff that I wanted to geek out about and talk about today. Is there anything else that you wanted to share? Oh, you got new headphones. What what are they? Got the the Sony? They're wired. What model are they? Um, look, hold on a second here. Now I'm gonna make Package. you take take them off. <laughs> I got, I kept the package just in case. Oh, you problems Because I didn't use them, you know, until today. Oh. It's the seventy five oh six MDR seventy five oh six, which was recommended by a few different people, including so, our friend Guy, and he would know. Guy, yep, Guy and Tim Robertson both said that we should that these were the good ones. I'm like, okay, cool. So this is what I got. They're just nothing and, special. And what do you think? How, but how do they feel on your ears? Are you do you have any fatigue or it's not catching on your hair? Those are the Everything that catches me. on my hair. Well. <laughs> <laughs> nope, they're fine. I mean, How do they feel with your glasses? They're fine. I mean, to me, headphones are headphones. Mm -hmm. They're they're nothing special. They're they're fine. You know, mm -hmm. I guess they. You know, guy was. We've had guy on before, so he is the audio expert. So he can tell the sound coming in from these headphones versus this, you know brand A versus brand B. Mm -hmm. I can't really tell. Mm -hmm. as I, my, my feeling is as long as I can hear you clearly, I'm good. And it's not echoing in your ears and that sort of no. thing. Mm -hmm. No, they sound fine. And that's interesting. Remember when we started recording, I was bothered by it. And I thought, oh, I can hear myself. But now it's like leveled out and it doesn't bother me anymore. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I cannot do the hear yourself. Mm -hmm. I, I can't do it because then I end up talking like this. I mm -hmm. can't. I just couldn't do it. And I understand the reasoning why you want to hear yourself in your headphones can't do it 
Yeah. And it could be like just a brain switch. Like I haven't just now, see now I'm going to pay attention to it and it's going to bother me. But no, I'm just no, I'm used to it now. But I was just wondering about the comfort of them. It looks like they fold up and, and they can. Yeah, be they do. They fold easily. up. Yep. They fold up inside of themselves. And then they, there's a little cloth bag over there that mm-hmm. I started them in. Now, the nice thing about my other ones, which were. Oh, I can't remember the name of them, but they have a nice hard shell case. Okay. So what I might do is see Just switch if these them and see if they will fit. fit into that. Yeah, yeah, I think I might see but that. But they look very switch. padded. They look very comfortable. Like I'm I'm just thinking like after you wear them for so long, they're they're probably not going to cause as much ear fatigue. The That's... only thing that bothers my ears when I wear headphones too long is if I have my earrings in oh, because then the back of my earrings push into my yeah. skin yeah. and that that's annoying, but so far these aren't doing that. Okay. That's good. I got really picky about headphones when the kids were doing their remote learning. Because uh, they both needed headphones to wear. And my older kid can wear earbuds because he has bigger ears. But my little one, they don't fit in his ear. They just fall right out. So he can't do earbuds. So I had to get him over the ear headphones. And then the problem was he also needed to wear glasses and he couldn't handle. Plus, there's also some sensory things going on there. But he couldn't handle it pressing against his eyeglasses. So I I ended up having to look at it like all these different features. And it took us a while to find him some headset that, that he really really likes so yeah it's not really it's it. not touching it's not really touching my glasses so my glasses are not pushing into the side of my face that's that's a good consideration though and they, yeah. they look really comfy yeah they're fine cool and plus they're very they're very visible so when a teen- teenager wears them you know they're ignoring you <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah we, we have that going on here so melissa yes Elisa. if people want to let you know what you can use in lieu of call, call recorder, recorder and team viewer. How would they do so? How would they get in touch with you? I would really, really love it if they could send us an email and they can mm-hmm. email us at podcast at geekiestshowever.com. And another good way to get to us is if you tweet at us, that's probably one of the easiest ways. You can tweet us at geekiestshow. You can tweet Elisa. You can reach her at elisapaselli one Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to, you know, go for the home, the home run here. So you can reach me at the Mac mommy. If you go to the you can find all my stuff there. So mm-hmm. did I leave anything out? I don't think so. I mean, there is a contact us tab on the website. You can yes, do that if is. that's easier for you. But I think, Melissa, you covered it. Sweet. So thank you, listeners, for listening. We really appreciate it. Love to get some feedback from you. So until we meet again in a couple of weeks, please stay safe. 